0: Welcome to the Front Five Football Podcast. Your hosts, Audrey Mallows and Colton Cull. This is week two of the NFL. I uh, had some difficulties getting the, uh, the first episode out and producing that, but we've got, uh, we've got that. We might throw that up, uh, but some audio issues there. Uh, but, uh, exciting. First week in the NFL, and uh, we're here to talk about week two for our first ever front five football podcast. Um, this season, we're going to just, we're going to deliver it at very raw. Uh, we're not going to have the music. We're going to kind of feel out the vibe of the show, get a feeling for what we're going to want segment to segment. We've got an idea and a blueprint of of how we're going to do this quick hitting 15 minute breakdown of all things offensive line guards, tackles, centers, uh, no particular order there, but, uh, but yes, thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in and listening and, uh, we'll save the music for maybe next show. And our first segment here, breaking down some, some notable injuries around the NFL when it pertains to the offensive lines, bring in Audrey right now, introduce, uh, introduce Audrey yourself and, and, uh, you, you teed off with the AFC injuries. Any notable injuries over there on the AFC?
1: Thank you, Colton. Hello, everyone. Uh, how are you doing, Colton? It's good to be chatting NFL again with you this week. It's what we like to call uh, in Bill's Country Victory Tuesday. I'm operating on about three hours sleep, so let's see how this goes. So i are going to start with some notable injuries in the AFC. Um, first one from the game last night. We have Taylor Lewin from the Titans, uh, left tackle there going out with a a knee injury sort of really early on in the game against the Bills. Um, we'll wait and see and monitor that all week to see whether he's going to be good to go for week three. Austin Jackson, a guard for the Dolphins is out with an ankle injury has been placed on IR. So again, we'll monitor that to see whether it's kind of a short term four week IR or if that's for the rest of the season. Um, and finally we have uh, Billy Turner guard for the Denver Broncos who is questionable to play in week three.
0: All right. Thank you, Audrey. And, uh, yeah, a few injuries here we'll jump into for the NFC side of things. Um First to note, uh, Green Bay Packers offensive tackle veteran David Bakhtiari. Um, still questionable uh, heading into week three. As you all know, he's, he's missed the first two weeks of the season. And uh, we'll see if his return here week three against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is something that's a reality. Um Another injury jumping over the Rams. Uh, Tremaine Ankrum Jr., offensive tackle. Um, big injury during the game. He, he suffered a fractured fibula in Sunday's game in their win over the Falcons. Um, will need surgery, according to Ian Rappaport. We'll see, uh, we'll see if he returns at all this season, but a, a banged, banged up in, in kind of a new, fresh Rams offensive line, losing someone there, not going to help things there in LA. And then the other notable injury, uh, another, Offensive line that's, that's having some, uh, some personnel changes and injuries. The Tampa Bay Bucks offensive tackle Josh Wells is questionable. Um, he was ruled out for the second half of that Sunday game against the Saints. And, uh, we'll see if he returns this week playing the Green Bay Packers. And that's, that's, uh, the notables there for the NFC.
1: Well, all right. Thank you, Colton. Some interesting news there on the injury front. And we hope, as always, that those players make a speedy recovery. And now we're going to jump on to our performances of the week. We're going to give you our worst teams, our best teams, and there probably will be some honourable mentions in there as well, because we like to share the love for those big guys up front. I'm going to start with my worst team of the week, and it's the Cincinnati Bengals giving up six sacks for 34 yards, only giving Burrow 1.9 seconds in the pocket, committing three penalties, really kind of killing themselves on offense, um, and under 50% on third down conversions with only six of uh, 17 uh, converted on third downs there. And something maybe we might come back to either later on in this episode or, or later on in the year, want to talk about just quickly their experience or sorry, where their players were drafted. So looking at their starting O-line, you only have one player that is a first round pick um, in Jonah Williams. Um, everyone else was drafted either third round later or not even drafted at all. So could that be the root of the Bengals problems? Again, maybe something for us to uh, monitor through the season and potentially come back to. Honourable mention goes to an O-line led by uh, Taron Armstead, left tackle for the Miami Dolphins. He's in his 10th year. I think they did enough, so I'm not going to say that they had a great game, but they only gave up one sack, and when it mattered, they kept their quarterback on his feet to uh, get those game-winning touchdowns. And finally, my performance of the week. Surprisingly goes to a team that lost, and that is the Cleveland Browns. When you look at that O-line performance, they're not the reason why they lost this game. Only giving up one sack for eight yards, uh, only one penalty, uh, giving their quarterback 2.4 seconds in the pocket, and overall 413 offensive yards. Um Loving their third down conversion rate as well, 8 out of 12. So you can see how just how productive they were, and when it mattered, that O-line stood strong. So for me, that's my performers of the week. Over to you, sir.
0: Thank you, Audrey, for the breakdown there on the AFC. Now we'll jump into the NFC conference here. Um, uh, gonna start with the, uh, kind of my worst, worst performance of the week. And, and that goes to the Saint, uh, the Saints, New Orleans Saints. I uh, gave up six sacks for 30 yards. Um, not all of those sacks were their fault. There was some good pocket time of, of 2.5 seconds. Um, but things just kind of didn't seem like they were going very well uh, orchestrated there starting with the offensive front um uh, but that quarterback uh, you know, kind of had a rough game a lot of turnovers uh four turnovers for the uh the Saints uh offense but you know an offense that's got some veteran talent you've got uh James Hurst nine year player at left tackle out of North Carolina previously with Baltimore um you've got uh Pete at left guard eight year first round pick uh, very experienced drafted by the Saints um you've got Eric McCoy who's uh you know a second year actually a fourth year center who's a second round pick out of Texas A&M um you got third year right guard out of Michigan first round pick and another first round pick uh, so that's uh Cesar Ruiz and then another first round pick uh Ryan Ramsky so you've got three first round picks that so were all drafted by the Saints on this offensive line plenty of experience uh, they don't even have any two year or rookies, uh, on this team, uh, starting on the offensive front. And it was just a pretty awful performance. Um, uh, they, they just had one penalty. So it's kind of clean from the, from the penalty standpoint. But, uh, the, the Saints starting with the offensive line is to figure things out and then jumping into the honorable mention team for the week. Uh, that's going to go to the 49ers. So San Francisco 49ers is my kind of, Honorable mention, to uh, a good week. Uh, they only gave up one sack, and it was it was basically a, for for no loss um, and no penalties on the offensive line. Very balanced attack there, um, and they're filling in you know back of quarterback jumping in there in San Francisco after their starter went down. But 189 rushing yards, 184 passing yards. Very balanced attack led by that that offensive line that played a very clean, solid game. Uh, like I said, one sack, uh, a balanced attack and, and, uh, you know, they've got a fourth round rookie notably on that, uh, on that front as well. Spencer, uh, Buford at guard. So a pretty impressive performance there for, uh, 49ers. And then jumping into my, uh, number one of the week, that's going to go to, uh, the Dallas Cowboys who, uh, were pretty awful, uh, a week ago, uh, with penalties and, uh, just kind of. Uh, a, a poor performance uh but really turned it around this week uh, just gave up one sack for 5 yards zero offensive penalties so pretty clean game from that offensive front and uh you know that that's obviously a, a banged up offensive line that's missing Tyron Smith their their longtime you know veteran one of the most notable uh, tackles in the game uh, but they've got uh on the left side of the field you've got uh, tackle Tyler Smith a rookie who's been playing well first round pick out of Tulsa uh, Matt Farnoak, if I'm pronouncing his last name right, is, uh, is a second year player, seven round pick out of Nebraska, who's been playing pretty well. Um, your center, obviously, uh, with, uh, you know, third year player out of Wisconsin that they've had there and playing well. Uh, Zach Martin and, uh, Terrence Steele on the, uh, uh, right side of the line. And, uh, you know, another first round pick there in Martin. So really good, uh, performance by a, a, Dallas Cowboys offensive line that's, that's been banged up and, and didn't perform well in the, in the first week. Uh, good to see a turnaround there for Dallas and, and that front five and, uh, looking forward to seeing how, how that works week in and week out with a backup quarterback here for at least the next, uh, four or five weeks. But that kind of rounds out, uh, the performances there in the NFC, um, from my uh, perspective this week. We'll jump into the next segment here.
1: But before we do, I did mention showing the big guys up front some love and. Completely forgot to let you guys know all about the Cleveland Browns O line. So thank you for showing me how that's done, Colton. And I'll make sure I don't make that mistake again, especially as I had all their names written down, which is, uh, (laughs) did all the prep work and forgot to execute on the field, just like, uh, that Bengals O line. Um, anyway, so (laughs) just going to fill you in, sorry, with a couple of things, uh, little nuggets for the Browns O lines. They have two first round draft picks on that O line. So you have, uh, both tackles, Jedrick Willis Junior and Jack Conklin, uh, both drafted in the first round, but only one of them by Cleveland, um which was Jedrick Willis Junior, um, and the other drafted by uh, Tennessee back in twenty sixteen being uh, Jack Conklin. So um just wanted to show some love for them there. I also have a veteran guard in uh, Joel Batoni, um and and veteran guard in, in Wyatt Tanner and their centre Ethan Pokoisich. Um I Apologize. I need to learn how to pronounce that name 100% and, uh, I'll try not to butcher that one in the future.
0: Very good. Thank you. All right. And jumping into the last segment here where, where we have a five minute chat about, uh, things going on around the NFL pertaining to the offensive line. And, uh, I think Audrey, you were going to, uh, jump into a, a topic here that we'll, we'll get to later in this, this five minute segment uh probably after a few minutes and, and uh a good question and, and a, a really good uh narrative for us to uh, to chat about. But um just kind of looking at the, the week ahead, uh some some matchups that I'm looking forward to in the NFC. Uh can't wait to see the uh the four four twenty five game on Sunday between the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You've got uh you know really good defensive front from Tampa Bay. And a pretty decent defensive front from the Green Bay Packers, um, facing off and, two offensive lines that are, are expected to be, uh, you know, some of the top offensive lines in the league, uh, when healthy. So looking forward to seeing, uh, if Akhtiari plays in that one for Green Bay and, uh, how that offensive line stacks up for, for the Buccaneers. Another one that I'm excited to, uh, to see, um, you yeah, know, quick, quickly, uh, touch on this Audrey is, the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings, that Lions really good offensive line against the Vikings, uh, defense. He's been, uh, was playing pretty well until last night. You know, they had a really good game against the Green Bay Packers, but we'll, last night against, uh, um, the Eagles wasn't the, uh, the, the most noteworthy game for those Vikings, but I'm curious to see that game and, and how those two teams performed. Um, in, in just one other, game that I'm excited to, uh, to pay attention to is the Arizona Cardinals and how well that offensive line, uh, plays against the, uh, division rival there with LA Rams. So looking forward to uh, that matchup as well. Audrey, how about you?
1: Thank you, Colton. Yes, I have a couple of matchups I'm looking forward to this week. One being the Jets and the Bengals, because I think we're going to get to see whether that Bengals O-line was just up against really good defensive lines these first couple of weeks, or if maybe there is a, a major problem that they need to address there following on from some of the struggles last year. Um, and also, it'd be good to see um, if the Jets O-line can keep their quarterback on his feet. And the last one being, uh, Jaguars versus Chargers. and um, both teams have, uh, great defensive fronts going up against them. So again, it'll be interesting to see how the O lines, uh, stack up against those. So Chargers are probably my favorite O line of the season so far, just in terms of how they've been performing and um, the way that they've protected their quarterback. Um, their concentration, giving up very few penalties, giving up very few sacks. So it's going to be really interesting when you see the likes of uh, Josh Allen and Travon Walker. That's the the fake Josh Allen, not the amazing Josh Allen. And I'm only joking, obviously Josh Allen is a great pass rusher. Um, and Travon Walker. So it'll be interesting to see how that Chargers O-line holds up against them.
0: Absolutely. Looking forward to, to seeing those games as well myself.
1: And then that'll bring us on, I think, nicely just to round off the last few minutes um, with uh, a topic for discussion, not just for us, but for all of you listeners out there as well. Um, And it comes off the back of uh, some news that I've seen today. So uh, Joe Thomas, the former tackle of the Cleveland Browns, is actually nominated for the Hall of Fame this year. And if he gets in, it'll be in his first year of uh, eligibility. So... He's racked up some impressive stats. So he started all 167 games he's played, been in 10 Pro Bowls, um, was in the 2010s all decade team. So it leads me on to this question. What does an offensive lineman have to do to get into the Hall of Fame? Colton.
0: That's a good question. You know, the, my opinion, you know, especially of late, you know, an offensive line has to be a, a very, offensive linemen has got to be very consistent and I think all pros and you know they don't have to be on a winning team year in and year out a perennial playoff contender as you've seen um, you've got the uh, Joe Thomas like you mentioned he was not in the playoffs year in and year out but he was very consistent very solid um, often was out there uh, not injured very often and and uh, lots of all pros on his resume So I you know, I think an offensive lineman has to if you're on a winning team that's gonna really help, but I think it's gotta be, you know, twelve solid seasons of uh of very consistent play and uh not many injuries and a lot of all pros. That's kind of what I think uh needs to stand out.
1: I would definitely agree with you there, and I think when you look at someone like Joe Thomas, I think if if that's the sort of criteria we're looking for, when you look at someone who, uh, started all 167 games they played in, and just the sheer fact that they played in 167 games, which is just over 10 seasons, and in each of those seasons to then be nominated for the Pro Bowl, I think that just shows how impressive Joe Thomas was, and fingers crossed he does make it into the Hall of Fame this year.
0: Fingers crossed. I, I think he will. I think he'll be a first year, uh, in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, great, great topic there, Audrey. Um, Another week of football down. Excited for another week, and uh, this brings us to the end of our our first podcast that will uh, will go live. And looking forward to meeting uh, week to week and and learning more um, from our standpoint and and uh, bringing some some updates to the to the fan, the listener, you, as far as uh, what's going on around the NFL in the trenches front five football podcast. Signing off. Audrey, we'll see you next week, buddy. Take care, my friend.